0: Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. Today's episode covers Season 3, Part 16, In the Weeds. How do we rank the characters in terms of screen time? And to start with, what is the actual order of events that we're seeing on screen? It's getting simpler as we get to the end of the series, and everything's sort of coalescing towards a single day, but uh, still worth discussing in the context of the show, where we've had scenes juggling totally different days out of order at different times. For the order of events... Everything takes place, as far as I can determine, on Sunday, October 2nd. Mr. C. Killing Richard, that's somewhere on the night of Saturday to Sunday. I guess it could happen early Sunday morning, late Saturday night, however you want to break it up. But really, most of the episode is taking place on this Sunday, uh, which leads you to wonder, why is Phil Bisbee at the office? But as we determined in that episode with Anthony, and uh, all of them going to work on a Saturday, apparently, they just work there seven days a week, more or less. Cooper waking up, Hutch and Chantel being killed, Diane confronting the FBI, all, all Sunday, October 2nd. Really, around the middle of the series, we got pretty scattered across different days. A little bit at the beginning, too, but... Now we're very much consolidating. And of course we learn in this episode that Audrey exists outside of this context. We can't slot her inside of this order of events or figure out what day her things are happening because it's just in some other level of reality. The only characters introduced in this episode of any even minor significance are Edward Lewis Severson among the bands. And we're also introduced to Zawaski for one delightful scene. Another new character is the doctor in Cooper's hospital room. That's of course a returning actor as we've discussed, but not a returning character. The actor played uh, Ben's excitable hyperactive assistant in season two for a couple episodes. We have Audrey's dance band appearing for the first time, I guess you could say, on stage in the closing credits or even before when they're playing the song. I'm not sure uh, if that's a recording or if we see the band on stage, but we do see them in the end. And, of course, the bar fight participants in that sequence, too. They're credited in the end credits as Man Hit With Bottle and Throwing Man, Many thought they might be characters from the Roadhouse, or even that Ch- that Audrey was witnessing the Chuck James fight. But if you look, it's it's not that it's someone new. Meanwhile, there are no reintroductions of old characters from the old series uh, at this point. Maybe the finale will still have some surprises up its sleeve, but uh, at this moment, we seem to have run the course of the uh, old familiar faces coming back. Uh, many of ov- obviously already have, but we do have some characters who were introduced, slipped away for four more episodes, and are now back. The Spirit Mike is back five episodes after his last appearance in Part 11, when he was waving Cooper into a bakery to buy a cherry pie. And Phil Bisbee is back five episodes after his last appearance in Part 11, when he lured Cooper into a meeting with Bushnell by baiting him with a tray of coffee. Of course, this time we just hear his voice on the phone, we don't see him. The character rankings are as follows. Number ten is Gordon with about five minutes. Come in, Diane. Number nine is the bands with about five minutes. Edward Lewis Severson. Number eight is the Mitchums with about five minutes. The fuck kinda neighborhood is this? People are under a lot of stress, Bradley. Number seven is Richard, with about six minutes. Check out the two that match. Number six is Chantel and Hutch, with about six minutes. We're not in your driveway. We're not even close to your fucking driveway, asshole. Number five is Bushnell, with about seven minutes. Dougie's back! Oh, oh I knew it! This is his number one episode, and that surprised me, honestly. I. Would not have thought he was in this episode that much, but I guess he spends a lot of time in the hospital room, including when other people aren't there. Numbers three and four are tied, Sonny Jim and Janie E with n- about nine minutes. Dad sure is talking a lot. Yeah, he sure is, Sonny Jim. Each, and they uh, this is their number one episode for both of them. They're totally conjoined in this episode. I don't think we ever see one without the other, so that's why they have the same screen time. Number two is Diane with about ten minutes. No knock. No doorbell. Clearly a big episode for her. And unsurprisingly, number one is Cooper with twenty-one minutes. One hundred percent. About four minutes as Dougie and about six minutes as Mr. C. That adds up to ten minutes, which means more than half of his screen time for the first time since at least part two. I have to go back and check, but I think actually Mr. C might have even had more screen time that the official Cooper that we all know and love from the old series has the predominant amount of screen time. I think the only one, you probably have to go back to part three actually, where he comes out of the Lodge uh, to find an episode where the Cooper Cooper is, you know, front and center. Another interesting distinction to make, by the way, about Cooper is when we have seen him earlier in the episode as himself, he's very lost and mystified in the Lodge. His eyes are always a little wide. He doesn't say too much. He's trying to figure out what's going on around him, be it in the purple world or the red room. But when we see him in the hospital room, it's like, bam, back in action. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And he seems to know everything. So that's an interesting transition from that manifestation of Cooper to the other. I'm not sure if that's just comfort in his environment or if Dougie being inside Dougie has like recharged him or something, but worth noting. This is Diane's first time topping the non-Cooper ensemble. Big episode for her. In terms of successive episodes with prominent screen time, who's on a hot streak? Appropriate enough, since his character on screen makes his own comeback after a long dormancy, Cooper, who sustained 42 Twin Peaks entries in a row with high screen time and then virtually disappeared for two of the last three, is in good form again. This is his second episode in a row with five minutes. The episode ends Hawk's recent run of two in a row with over five minutes, though. We don't see nearly as much of him. Coffee, pie, and donuts this week. None. None. Very surprising for an episode that feels like the great return to Twin Peaks where you've got the theme playing and Cooper's back. I am the FBI driving along. No coffee, no pie, no donuts. They do drink some margaritas, I think. That's it for this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can support this work on patreon.com slash Movies. Tomorrow we wrap up the week of part 16 with archive uh, readings and clips, and there's quite a few in this case because as we were reaching near the end of the series... There was a lot to discuss. I had my own piece. I went on other podcasts and so forth. So we'll explore all that along with a clip after that with fair warning for those averse to spoilers of the opening minute of part 17 after this. So uh, see you tomorrow.